Live from the heartland and the crossroads of America, it's Tony Katz today. I'm not so familiar with Wilkinsburg, Pennsylvania. Never been. I've been to some places in Pennsylvania. Philly, sure. Bucks County, oh, I love it. New Hope, what a cool spot. Pittsburgh, been there too. Not so familiar with Wilkinsburg, but in Wilkinsburg, a group of people decided they were Black Lives Matter and they were protesting in the middle of the street. What they were protesting about, I don't know. Tony Katz. Tony Katz today. 833 Got Tony. 833-468-8669. Would love to hear from you. 833 Got Tony. Go on. Call. Would love to hear from you. So, group of protesting in the middle of the street. Cop shows up. Now, it's important to note that the cop is black. Shows up, gets immediately confronted by these Black Lives Matter protesters, specifically this one woman who is also black. The cop is getting yelled at for a minute and then walks away. And then next thing you know, they come back to their squad car, which is like the Ford Explorer style, and... uh and uh, moves it, like backs it up just a little bit. And then uh, the, 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 there's a cut in the video. And the cut in the video, uh, the people are still there in the middle of the street. And it's raining. They got umbrellas. Umbrellas and shorts. It's a very weird thing. There are now two black officers. And this black woman is trying to get into a fight with one of the officers. Another guy is trying to separate the two. But clearly, she's getting arrested. That's how this is going down. Black officer arresting a black woman. To which the black woman at this time is joined by another woman and another black officer. And one of the women tries to punch the officer and the officer knocked her out. Out. Knocked her cold. So you now have two people being arrested by black officers because they didn't just disobey the police. They physically confronted the police. Now, will are these cops, right, going to now deal with being called bigots? Are they now bigots and racists? It's a question that doesn't have to get answered by you and me. We already know the answer. Of course they're not. You have people blocking the street. They are going to get moved. They refuse to listen. They engaged physically with the police. They resisted arrest. They pushed on the cops. We're staring at the video. Staring at the video putting hands on officers. In what society do we think that there isn't going to be a response? Now, I could say, or you could say, or anybody could say, well, what they needed to do was de-escalate the situation. If the people won't leave the middle of the street, I want to know what the de-escalation is. I would like to know, and this is where I'm opening it up, 
833 got Tony. 833 Tony at TonyCats.com. Even on Twitter while we're all still there until Elon buys the thing or moves on. Uh, I want to know how you de-escalate a situation when you've got people in the middle of the street blocking traffic who refuse to leave. I would like to know what the social workers would have done in this scenario. And when an officer is involved in arresting someone, is that escalation? You see, the officer shouldn't be arresting anybody, and that would de-escalate the situation. Just let the people do whatever they want, and see, then there'd be no escalation. The officer goes to arrest. The people resist arrest and then get physical with the officer. The officer didn't pull out a, a taser, didn't pull out a club, didn't pull out a firearm, utilized a fist. I watched it happen. I didn't say I liked it. I don't get some thrill out of it because that's weird. But what would work in that situation? This is the question that I'm asking you. Because I want to know from the people who say this is just unacceptable. Well, what would you do? What would be your plan? And if we're going to talk about uh, things that are unacceptable, trust me when I say I've got a whole series of things that are unacceptable. For example, the Biden administration has resumed the after dark migrant flights. Airports all around New York City are getting migrants, not refugees, migrants, who have come across the border, have been given everything they could have wanted, and now they're now being relocated in the middle of the night, so you and I don't notice. It was the New York Post that saw this happen months ago, and then it got stopped, and now it's back. And now it is back. After hours, these smaller airports where they don't usually allow uh, the, the arrivals at night because it wakes up uh, the neighborhood. Nope, you can if you're the government. Happening all over the place. And then they're getting on buses and they're just being sent everywhere. And people get mad at Governor Greg Abbott for sending refugees to D.C.? Why not? Why, why shouldn't that happen? Why shouldn't D.C. get their fair share? Yes, no, yes, no, excuse me. You said that there's a sense of urgency among Mexican states to address this problem. With regard to transporting illegal immigrants to D.C., how many do you ultimately expect to be transported to our nation's capital? And do you believe a similar sense of urgency will result in the part of Secretary of New York and the federal government? Uh, we will transport as many as possible. Uh, the president has not ever come to the border of Texas and has seen the chaos that he has caused. And if he's not going to come to the border, we're going to take the border to him. Uh, there is another bus in transit as we speak right now, uh, and we will continue uh, to send buses uh, to Washington, D.C. And it's not just the president. It's members of Congress also. Remember this. It's Congress that's specifically authorized by the United States Constitution to take action on this, and, and Congress has not taken action on this either. And so this is sending a message to both the President and Congress. Texas is tired uh, of being the unloading dock uh, for illegal immigrants crossing the border. Uh, the new unloading dock is going to be Washington, D.C. Sounds good to me. No problem with this whatsoever. I was on Fox News 
Saturday discussing uh, this subject, and I'm pretty sure I cut to the quick of what the issue really is. Jackie? Griff, for more on this, we're bringing in our panel. We have with us today Tony Katz, talk show radio host, and Kevin Walling, a Democratic strategist. Thank you both for joining us, gentlemen. Uh, you know, Always. coming off of Casey's report, I, I also think about uh, the Texas governor, Greg Abbott. He lifted these secondary truck inspections along the U.S.-Mexico border because they had been causing all these backups. Uh, but he lifted it because he reached agreements with all of the Mexican governors along their side to ramp up inspections and patrols. It seems like this was a pretty efficient effective tactic that he put in place. But the White House was telling him to stop, and the White House is lifting Title 42. Uh, what is, what's happening here? What does this say about the Biden administration's priorities? Uh, I'll go to you first, Tony, and then have Kevin respond. The Biden administration priorities are very simple. What is Representative Ocasio-Cortez and the progressive outfit of the Democratic Party saying? And let's not upset them. That is clearly and obviously the thing that matters. It isn't the border. It isn't dealing with coyotes. It isn't respecting life. It isn't respecting the ranchers who live on the border. It's not about respecting the laws that we have. It's having fear that this progressive wing of the party is going to attack you from being further left for saying uh, you how dare you think that we should have a border at all? This is a fear move from the Biden administration, not one of strength, not one of smart, not one of proper policy. And it's one that America has clearly rejected. Now, I then had uh, the, the Democrat, nice enough guy, uh, disagree with me in every in every way possible. Look at all the money that Joe Biden has put towards this in his budget. It's a presidential budget. Barack Obama used to put forth presidential budgets. They got voted down 99 to nothing. They don't care what a presidential budget is. It doesn't matter. It's nonsense. It's pablum. I actually use the expression, this dog won't hunt. But I am well on base here. Now, if you caught Jackie Heinrich's introduction, she was talking about a unique thing that happened with Texas and avocados. And the story is, is that Greg Abbott, the governor of Texas created a huge, huge backup of trucks coming into the U.S. from from Mexico because he wanted every truck inspected for illegal immigrants. Oh, my gosh, this is just a publicity stunt, and it's going to increase the price of avocados. Are you ready to pay $5 for an avocado? Look, I love guacamole. I, I, I don't I don't like guacamole. Oh, no, 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 oh, no. I love guacamole. Yes, 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 yes. Guacamole is fantastic. All right, all right, all right. I am a guacamole fiend. I love All right, maybe not that much. But if this is what it takes to let people know that there's a problem at the border, okay. That's my take. It's a much different take than, I don't care if I have to pay $20 a gallon for gas as long as Trump's not in office. Oh, I forget which celebrity loser had, had, had that take. Uh, but my take is, is that we have a problem that can be solved by Republicans and Democrats and continually is not. But Biden policies have only made this worse. And if there's any, any, any doubt... That the Biden administration 
is controlled by the progressive wing because they live in fear of the progressive wing. If you have that doubt, you are out of your mind. You go through it, you go through the litany of things that I just discussed right there that the Biden administration doesn't care about. Are you kidding? I have got lists that go on for days. I can do this all day, all day, son. It's fear. It is absolute fear of the progressive wing of the party. It is a progressive wing that doesn't believe in borders at all. They don't want it. They don't want any part of it. They don't believe that you should have a border. This is who they are. Fox did an interview with Hispanic Americans discussing the problem that they see. Never mind the idea that we need an actual physical wall. Is illegal immigration cheapening citizenship? Yes, ma'am. It's not fair for folks like my family, folks that I know that are doing things the right way and then willy-nilly let someone else come in and not do things the right way. It's unfair for all parties involved. Biden's message is, come on over, we'll help you, you'll get something, we're here for you. They're gonna need the government to survive. So the end result of that is socialism. Yeah, yeah. We don't want socialism. Biden is so remarkably out of touch. The party is so remarkably out of touch with where rational people are. The level of unfair this all is for people who did it the legal way. It's it's incredible. Absolutely incredible. And so I uh, feel very, very vindicated in, 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 in my thoughts and in my theory that the reason that you see this, this positioning from Biden is because it's absolute fear of, of a progressive wing of the party. And the only way you get rid of that is to vote the progressive wing out. Now, here's an interesting take. Um, I, I, I get a tweet, uh, Producer Ari, that uh, it says, Tony Katz is okay with putting Jews on a bus and parading them around town if they are a problem to your society. Is this, is this how you play the game, Tony? Well, that's a take. Did I say that we should take citizens and put them on a bus and parade them around town? Is that what I said? It's nowhere close to what I said. This is such a swing and a miss. And I get it. I'm, I'm Jewish, so this is supposed to be far more impactful. What I'd rather see is a border that worked and no illegal immigration whatsoever. That's what I would rather see. So if you're asking, am I okay that we bring to light the issue so we can get it fixed, the answer is yes. Your argument is what? Who's already doing the busing? The people are already being flown everywhere, as I discussed, right? The, the midnight flights are back from the Biden administration. 
being flown all over the country. People dropped off on buses all over Texas. Why should Texans have to deal with this? Because somebody in Washington, D.C. who never has to feel the effect. They will never once be one of those ranches on the border where they find dead bodies or girls raped or all of the drug use. They won't have to deal with that. So let's make sure everybody knows what's going on, the level of skin in the game we need to have, and solve the problem, which is something I've been asking for for years from both parties. But sure, use use your little example of uh, uh, Tony is okay with putting Jews on a bus and parading them around town if they are a problem to your society. Y- you should you should really delete the tweet. I mean, you 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 couldn't look more like a fool in putting it out there. But that's Twitter for you. I'm Tony Katz. Ilhan Omar puts out a tweet. And the tweet is about, I guess, on, on a plane ride, they started doing a prayer service, I guess. So I guess they're they're doing some kind of, is it an Easter service? I don't know what it, it, it was, but they just started doing it on a plane and someone's playing a guitar and singing. Like, all right, that's weird. I will tell you, I don't approve of any of this stuff. Sit in your seat, eat your peanuts, let the plane land. So so uh, this is happening. Ilhan Omar, the anti-Semite from Minnesota, then puts out a tweet. I think my family and I should have a prayer session next time I'm on a plane. How do you think it will end? Now, what we should note about the plane is that it was a chartered flight, not a commercial one. It's a chartered flight. They can do anything they they wish. It's a great example. I don't like people acting up on planes, even on a chartered plane. I just want you to eat your peanuts and let's land. And could you please not wear your pajamas? You look ridiculous. But Omar wants to make it this whole religious, oh, sure, you'll, you'll accept them but not me thing. And didn't even know it was a private flight? Even when she has the opportunity to engage in a conversation that I could agree with, she screws the pooch. Meanwhile, I found something that you cannot put on a smoker. And a really interesting story out of Kentucky. Your thoughts next. I'm Tony Katz. So I learned yesterday that you cannot put broccoli on a smoker. All right, I can't. You? Why would you even? Because it was already on, and I want I want to try it because I'm trying everything. Because I had just made uh, a standing rib roast, which was awesome, so good. Broccoli's got too much water in it; it's not going to smoke. 
right? So, so yeah, it has to be fried up, right? Uh, live and learn. I learned that you can't do it. Tony Katz, Tony Katz today. What is up? Facebook, Tony Katz Radio. Find everything at TonyKatz.com and Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. We've got, like, all sorts of crazy cool stuff going on uh, over over there. You should check it out for yourself. You know, a lot of the clips that we use on the show, we've got those videos up, so you can check them out as well. Rumble.com slash Tony Katz. Don't forget to subscribe. But I will tell you, um, I can crush a, uh, a a standing rib roast on, on a smoker. What I what I can't what I have to do because I'm gonna do this with the next one, which I'm gonna make way sooner than I thought I would because I need to try. I I the things that I used to do like I would do before I got the, the the smoker I would do a standing rib roast in the oven and it came out great. Really, just a salt and pepper crust is all it took. Did the same crust, and the flavor is 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 wonderful, but it's different. It is missing something, and I can't quite yet determine what that is and so what i haven't figured out is do i need to have it have a crust on there for a longer amount of time i'm talking about like like a full a full day as opposed to just a couple of hours do what is that going to move some moisture and therefore give me a a a something different in the flavor do i need to be taking a look at what kind of wood is being used with the smoker because a, a more all purpose, maybe and I need a specific flavor. Maybe if I had a hickory or maybe if I had an apple wood or something like that, I, I there would, whatever I felt was delicious, but it's, it's, there was just, there was something that was, that, that was just, it, it was just different. It's just something was off, and I'm not saying that it's bad, but if you have any thoughts on, on, on what I could do and how I could handle that one, I, w- I would greatly, greatly appreciate it. Tony at TonyCats.com. Uh, Twitter at, 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 at TonyCats. Um, and uh, and I just let me know. You, you can always call in 833-468-8669. I wanted to, be, before I get to the maybe the most interesting story I've got today, this diversity DJ story is so great. In Arizona, there's an elementary school that's having a, uh, what are they having? They're having a a charity event. And I guess it's some kind of disco thing because everybody's in like disco clothes or at least the photos that I've seen, including the DJ. The DJ is Kim Coco Hunter. He's 56. He's black. But he is wearing... A fake afro. You've seen it before. So you then end up with two teachers who specialize in diversity, equity, and inclusion screaming at the school and basically calling them bigots for hiring this this DJ. And the people are like, what are you talking about? Well, look at the fake the fake afro. It's clearly a man in blackface. It's not a man in blackface. It's a black man, and that happens to be his face. They never called. They never checked. They never looked into it. Nothing. Zero. They just went about saying, oh, look at that. And then one teacher's apologizing. The other teacher isn't. And when, I should say teacher. 
One of them actually is an instructor at Arizona State University, my alma mater. Well, I didn't graduate, but whatever. He's black. He's like, I don't know. I don't have to apologize. It kind of looked like what it was. Okay, that's it. The other teacher who's white is apologizing. But none of it matters. It's just more proof that DEI is nonsense. Diversity, equity, inclusion. Anything you can do to divide, anything you can do to attack, anything you can do to say, look at that, that's terrible. Look over there. Look how awful they are. I pointed that out. I'm the good person. I pointed it out. They're bad. It's like living your whole life in fear of room 101. Good Lord. I'll get into some more of that story later. But the story I wanted to bring up was this this story about a, a, a birthday surprise. Fascinating story. So this guy in Kentucky, he uh, won a lawsuit against his former employer, $450,000 because of a panic attack. Follow the whole story. This guy, Kevin, suffers from panic attacks, anxiety. It, It happens, right? So he knows his birthday is coming up, and the company has this thing they do about surprise birthday parties. They, they, they like to throw surprise birthday parties. He knows this, and he's like, you know what? You know what I'm gonna do? You know what I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell them, don't do it. I, 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 I get these panic attacks. Do not do it, please. No surprise birthday party. The co-workers threw him a surprise birthday party anyway. He suffers a panic attack. His relationship within the company deteriorates. And uh, he gets called in for a meeting where his superiors criticized him for how he handled the party. And that resulted in another panic attack. So now... He can't function. He sues. He gets $450,000. Now, there's, a, there's a, um, an, an interesting, interesting thing here, which is not about whether or not you think this guy should have gotten $450,000. If I say to producer Ari, hey, I don't like this certain thing, don't do that thing, when it comes to the show, where he works, and he keeps doing that thing, producer Ari would be wrong. If we reversed it, I would be wrong. If if a guy says, hey, I know you guys like to do surprise parties, but it freaks me out, so please don't do it. And you throw one anyway. What's wrong with you? Why would you do that? If he said, I don't like surprise parties... Why would you do it? The company is saying that this guy represented a threat to his coworkers during the incident and that employees had to calm him down and escort him from the building after the party. He had the panic attack. He didn't. He's he's a ridiculous guy. He needs to learn how to handle himself. He's got problems. Whatever the case may be. 
There are people out there who believe that their way of doing something is the only way it can be done, the only way it should be done, and how dare you not allow them to do it their way. That's the part that blows my mind, because I have seen this happen numerous times, not necessarily with, with, with the party. It's, it's the idea that people are like, no, 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 that's what we're going to do. It's going to be great. Dude, they don't like it. I don't care. That's the way we're going to do it, because he's going to love it. Is the party about you or is the party about them? What's it about? I f- when I see people try and console other people, let's say, let's say you had a relative that died, and I see people like, I am so sorry. You know, my father. Do you? Th- I can't. I, I I am fortunate that both my parents are 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 alive and 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 relatively well. Um. If one of my parents passes, do I really want to hear the story about your parent? Because I know me, and the answer is I do not. In the very early days of watching people lose people they love, my only response was, I'm really sorry about what happened. I don't have a good word for you. I wish I did. But if you want want someone to listen, I'm right here. That was it. Literally, the beginning, middle, and end of what I would say, there's nothing else to offer. I don't know what else I'm supposed to do. What story could I begin to tell about? I swear to you. Oh, my God. This is a true story. This is a true story. I won't use names. I won't. I, I have a, 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 a friend who, who lost their child young age. Awful story. Awful. Awful. And when she went back to work, someone in her office said, I am so sorry. You know, I lost my cat. I swear to you, right hand to God. That is how the story is told to me. People don't know how to do anything. This person never once checked themselves and said, wait a second. Cat. Kid. Now I know where this is going. And allow me, allow me to say it as clear as day. You know where this is going, producer Ari? Maybe, I don't know. Pets are not as important as children. Oh, yeah, I would also agree with that. Well, some people don't agree with that, and I think that we need to have some words about that. Pets are not as important as children. I didn't say that your pets aren't important to you. And if you say to me, my pet is my child, I'm not saying you don't love your pet. I accept that you love your pet. I make no bones about the facts. Get it, bones? Pets is kind of funny. That you love your pet. That is not my argument at all. My argument is, is that if I lose my child and you lose your pet, it is not equal. Fight me. I didn't know that that was such an absolutely, um, like, like, like that. those are fighting words for some people. I didn't say that you don't feel it. I didn't say that it isn't a part of the family and you don't love it. Great memories with the dog or the cat or whatever the case may be. I don't make that argument at all. I make only the argument that if someone loses a child, you losing a cat is not the same thing. And if that is considered an insulting thing to say in today's society, well, you might want to hang around because I've got more. 
absolutely nuts. So this story again is 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 one of why would you do the thing that somebody else asked you not to do? Who was the party for? Was the party for the guy or was the party for you to be able to get out of work for an hour? Well, screw him. We're going we're gonna to throw this prize party anyway because I get to take an hour off today to plan the party. I can take an hour off tomorrow. <laughs> Free cash, baby. Like, is that it? Is that it? Is that the whole thing? That's what it sounds like. That is absolutely what it sounds like. Uh, let me go uh, to to the Twitter box because uh, R.S. Douglas has has an answer for uh, how I should uh, be doing my uh, my uh, rib roast. Add onion or garlic powder to the salt and pepper rub. Maybe too late, but get a wet. See, see, can't tell me to get a Weber because hot coals to char and sear the outside of of the roast, and then add uh, the, the 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 smoke. You can't see. I'm t- your your answer to me cannot be get a whole nother thing. <laughs> That's cold hearted. That is cold hearted. Uh, but I was wondering if maybe I need to additionally season the 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 rib roast because I usually I, I before I got the smoker I, I I would do it in the oven and it was it was perfect per perfect perfect. You know, high heat uh, for, you know, like like seven minutes per pound at like 450. And then turn it off after the amount of pounds. So let's say it was a five-pound thing, 35 minutes, seven minutes. Turn it off and let the oven cool. Just leave it in there. Incredible. Not good. Not good, producer Ari. Good is not good enough. In-freaking-credible. In freaking credible! I it also works with top rounds, which are a little tougher, and it works out great because it's it's like this, it's like a weird manipulation of slow cooking because it'll be in there for like three and a half hours, as as it just cools down. You should uh, hearing that I would say you need to reverse sear the way that's how you that's how you should cook. Right, it. I could do that. I could do that with um. With a uh, uh, oh god, I'm st- cast iron, right? I could do that. I could sear it up and, and then, then stick it on the smokers. Uh, yeah, would, yeah that's, that's my thought. Yeah, I think that is. I think a uh, producer Ari. I think that's. I think you got it right. Eh, I shot. think you got it right. We're gonna give that a, a shot. And then I've got a guy on Twitter who wants me to try a salad. See, <laughs> because I'm fat. You can't smoke a salad. It's not gonna be good. No, 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 no. It's a fat joke, Ari. Oh, I thought it was a smoker. No, 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 no. This this guy is just such a such a putz. He's like, I'm gonna throw a fat joke in because that'll prove to everybody I'm funny, and then maybe a girl will sleep with me. But you know what's gonna happen? He ain't getting laid. He is not getting laid. I, we may get fired for that joke, but it was worth it. I'm Tony Katz. So I'm going to get more information on this and break it down tomorrow. A federal judge in Florida struck down the Biden administration's mask mandates for airplanes and other public transportation. The judge, Catherine Kimball Mazell, M-I-Z-E-L-L-E, says the mandate is unlawful because it exceeded the statutory authority of the U.S. CDC and because its implementation violated administrative law. Oh, my. 
So right now, if you're on a plane, just take off the mask. You're good. You are good. Your oh, airlines are going to have statements. Hoo-hee. They just extended it again to uh, the to the beginning of the first week of May on airplanes. Philadelphia just put a mask mandate in today. I feel awful for those people. This changes things. This changes many, 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 many things. Uh, and really, one of them, how many more ways can the Biden administration be told that, wow, you people are really wrong at everything? Not just some things, not just part of the things. Oh, no, 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 no. Everything. Absolutely, positively, everything. You're, you're just terrible. Good Lord. Meanwhile, you know, uh, I don't wish COVID on anyone. Never have, never will. But when people put out statements like elected officials getting COVID, I I think what they say matters greatly. I've got that story coming up. Facebook Tony Katz Radio, rumble.com slash Tony Katz. And this is Tony Katz Today.